Hi, this is Craig Janney listening to the Blues Podcast in the Stanley Cup Finals. Hockey podcast show with Jason and Chris. Yo, and it's been half a minute since you've heard from us. It has. There's been a couple of streaks. Yeah, so Blues finally back in the uh, positive range after an eight-game losing streak, which uh, you know, not great for all intents and purposes. Yeah, not exactly how you want to start a season. But yeah, it seems like they're back in it to win it. So we'll take that. Um, let's see what else do we have going on. So yeah, I have a. Other podcasts that should be up. Um, so, once again, a little peek behind the scenes. Everything that's going on here. One, it's not fun to talk when the Blues are completely playing like assholes. Yeah, it was bad. It but, was real bad. Yeah, so that, A, not fun there. B, so we had not one, but two sicknesses in a row mm. at the uh, Martine household. So, the Martine house was, in fact, down with the sickness. Yes, as, as our uh, – I haven't heard a song in a while, but so, yes. But uh, – um, Sorry, I had something vision in my head. There's something back in the day. Well, I'll, off air, I'll tell you that. Anyway, yeah, flu on the uh, on my the child had a flu, and then the wife got COVID, like literally immediately following when she was getting over the flu. Yeah, so, you got hit with the one two punch. So it was like a mix of that. So then Chris then has been uh, uh, I say moonlighting was more like daylighting, I guess because it's during. I the mean, day. it's moonlighting when I'm going in for sure. Yeah, so Chris has been on. Uh, if you want to check him out, Chris has been on the morning show. Yep. Okay, she. So then um, you might have heard uh, Chris talk about the podcast a smidgen on the air. So. A little bit here and there when I can throw us a plug. Yeah, so Chris has been uh, filling in and be filling in when you hear this. It'll be before then. So yep. the week after Christmas, Chris will be on. We got for Thanksgiving. Week, week after Thanksgiving, not Christmas. We got for Thanksgiving. Chris will be on air. Yep. All morning, so you listen to him, and then Chris will have to get going because we will be. We're going to Pittsburgh. We're going to Pittsburgh to watch the game. So, yep. uh, we'll have some pictures and stuff on on the uh, socials for that. So it's fun, man. It's um, you know, on the KC tip when I got when I got asked if I wanted to do it, I, I thought that my buddy AD was joking. He was like, "No, I'm serious. Do you want to you want to come fill in?" And I was like, "Yeah, absolutely." And what's funny is, uh, I goes, "Was this your ID?" And he's like, "No, Tommy, the boss, was sitting with me. We were we were uh, trying to figure out who to co-host because you know most of our usual filling people, like you know, pull the curtain back. The main filling person, Akashi, their main job is uh, working at Amazon. Shocking, Amazon's busy the week after Thanksgiving. Who who would have known? Yeah." Um, but Tommy, the boss, looked at AD and said, well, why don't you ask Chris? He's really good on the podcast that he does with – and I was like, wow, Tommy, the boss, listens to our podcast. Yeah, yay. Thanks, Tommy. So, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's it's fun to do, and it, it's nice to put the radio headphones back on again and, and talk music and get to talk hockey and plug the podcast. On, so. you know, an iconic station on top Oh, my of God, the, yeah. the longest-running rock radio station in America. 
Yeah. So that's also very cool. Like I told Chris, I almost texted him like this morning. Uh, I listened to you guys when I was uh, just getting up and playing uh, video games because I was off this week, which is That's nice. Awesome. Which is nice for once instead of going to work. But uh, I almost text Chris. I'm like, oh, you seem like you've done this before. And yeah, I'm a like, little well, bit. Yeah, he does. So that was a real mute, it, mute point at this point. It's funny. No one has caught on yet. Like, we'll give our Twitter handles in the morning, mm-hmm. and I'll say, you know, I'm at Hossapalooza, and um, no one has put together yet that that's me from back in the point days because a lot of those point listeners now are my age and are listening to KC KC or they like b- bouncing back and forth yeah. for sure so uh I did have someone today who thought I grew up in um Illinois and I was like no surely did not no unfortunately no so uh so yeah that's kind of like with Pico's been going on here so I even heard from us so I will have I did record with our friends at Altered State at when they had their big sale back in October um it's just a mix of the, I've been working on the audio because it was for some reason very quiet, even though it came across very well. So I've been mm. kind of boosting it and doing some stuff and I think I got it good enough. So you should hear that coming up very soon on top of this podcast. So we have that going that. That's all that's business done now on to the blues business. Yep. So nothing really, uh, injury wise is about the only news really you could say minor things. I know that Pareko has so, been out with a couple of things, not but the back it is not thankfully. the back. That's what they said. So he came back uh, last game, which was um, the second Anaheim game. Yep. So he played that one. So our crew got hurt. Yes. Apparently during practice. It sounds like it's not a serious thing, but yet today at practice, Pavel Bushnevitz, who got hurt during that game but came back, yep. sat out. So did Pareko and so did Krug. That's fine. But I will say this. A pleasant surprise that's come out of all this is Blues prospect Tyler Tucker has come up. Done well. Done the job. Nothing flashy. And this is uh, obviously just play style is what I'm saying. He reminds sure. me of like how Bear Jackman was. Just like. Agreed. Underneath the. Uh, like just did the like little things. Nothing flashy. Yep. Tucker dropped the gloves once. And everybody loves that. Or in Saw that. Lewis, so he plays plays a little. Out of all the defensemen we have, probably the most physical defenseman. Maybe next to Bortuzzo. Mikola here and there will do that. Yeah. Um, But I think it's nice to. Guy who's worked his way through the system, a seventh round pick, um, good find. So yeah, we you know on the defensive tip, we were talking. We went to the game Saturday night. Um, that the one thing I could see the Blues being in the market for, as far as an addition, is a no frills, stay at home, punch you in the mouth defenseman. I think Tucker could be that guy. I don't think he's going to be there by the end of the season. Not this season, yeah, but he could grow uh, into it. But I, I could see the guy like, I don't care how he moves the puck. I don't care if he's offensive-minded. I want someone to stand in front of Jordan Bennington and clear the crease. Yeah, there's a guy that after the season's over, depending on if he re-signs, which he might re-sign because the New Jersey Devils are on a heater right now. 13, Boy. 13 games. Uh, Ryan Graves is that guy who I thought would be perfect for that role. Yeah. He's a free agent after this year, so and they have a lot of money tied up already because yep. they have been signing a bunch of guys. So we'll see there. Um, that's way down the line, but anyway. Um, so injury wise, they're kind of people banged up. Tarasenko illness. Yep. Um, did uh, did skate today. Good. So uh, he'll probably be back for the Buffalo game against the uh, Sabres. The Sabres of Buffalo. Which I did smile this morning. I did. You got that on air, which I thought I did. Was, I told the story right before we went on, and uh, and you man called it the Sabres, and AD was very quick to go. You mean the Sabres? Yeah, I I did laugh this morning when I was listening to you guys on the uh, Casey app. So very funny. So, but the Blues 
kind of said history last night. First time ever in NHL history that a team has lost eight games in a row and then followed it up with a seven-game win streak. First yeah. time in NHL history. I'm sure we'll get into this as the we get done talking about games, but it's wild to to look at this past month of Blues hockey. It's like Jekyll and Hyde. Mm-hmm. And I get that, you know, puck luck plays a role. And yeah. during that eight-game losing streak, everything bounced the wrong way. Everything. Yeah. And there's been quite a few good bounces in this seven-game win streak. But I don't understand how a team could go from being that bad to this good. And I understand that we're talking about a team that went from last place to winning the Stanley Cup. I get it. It's not uncharted territory for the team. A lot of turnovers since then, though. that quick. Yeah. And it's essentially the same team. And also not – and there's a couple teams that aren't playing that great, but you beat – the best team in the NHL. You beat some real good teams. And the and last year's Stanley Cup champs. Back, back to back. back. On the road. Yes. So we'll talk about those. But, yeah, I mean, it's weird that it's... They haven't done it on cupcake teams. I mean, okay, they beat the Ducks twice. They're bad. Yeah. But, like you said, you beat Vegas in Vegas. You beat Colorado in Colorado. Those are hard places to play. Yeah. And very good teams. And Chicago, who's surprisingly not terrible Not awful but you beat them in chicago so the blues started off wrapping up the end of this like really bad streak hit rock bottom they played probably one of their best games during this like, really crappy eight games was the boston game yeah i thought they played really well and just they just unfortunately it took a late penalty and power play goal and that was the end boston and could then, be the best team in the league right now. yeah and then frederick scored late too there um so it was lost three to one. Then followed up the next night with an absolute stinker against Philly, who's oh, been surprisingly good. Tortorella's kind of got them in decent shape compared yeah. to what they were last year, and then that was kind of I think the rock bottom game because they played San Jose, who was not a great team. And I think we mean you talked about this via text. And we said if they somehow look like trash against the Sharks, we're on the uh, the hashtag suck hard for Bedard for sure because for sure, for sure. Uh, that was at the point where I'm like. We've set the team record. So the team record was eight game losing streak against Philly. That was the like most ever in the history of the St. Louis yeah. Blues. So the start of it, the turnaround started against the Sharks, and they played. They didn't look great in that game, by the way. Yeah, the Sharks didn't look great. It was one of those things where both teams didn't look great, right. and it was like who looked the least great. Yeah, but the Blues persevered, and I think that's one of those things where even you you don't play a perfect game, you get the win, which. That helps. You don't. So when you're playing, absolutely when you're playing it, like I thought the Boston game was a, a very good, not perfect, but very, very good. Uh, yeah, that's my house. Very good um, road game. They still lost. So the, obviously the Look, confidence was down going to the Philly game and they got blown out. So it's one of those things like when the bad goals happen and I, yeah. a Philly game, I don't remember, but it seemed like as soon as the goals weren't going in, you saw. You saw Thomas would miss wide open as a Kyrie just throw their heads straight up in the air. And it's yep. like they showed their frustration on the ice. And, um, you know, it got to the point where before those two games, remember when I don't think we got a chance to talk about this, Doug Armstrong put this team on notice. Oh, yeah, for sure. And basically said, um, it's not the coach. Coach isn't going anywhere. And, yeah. and that's not – you know how the famous thing is like – the GM always gives a vote of confidence to the coach, and then, and he's, then, gone. then he's gone. It wasn't like that because no. there's been the past when that's happened with like Mike Yo, 
Ken Hitchcock, uh, so on and so mm-hmm. forth, you know, Davis Payne. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like that. It was very much like it, it is on me, and it's if it's it's if it's anything, it's a roster issue, and we will address that if we need to. Yeah. And I think honestly, outside of Thomas, I thought I think none of this was ever on Bennington. No, Bennington looks great. I think Thomas Bennington, and I think Falk, and I, he's starting to turn around and played a better two way game. Kairu, we'll yes. talk about that. I think he's played better. He was he's very played much, a lot better. He was, we'll get into that, but um, I think those are only untouchables. And after that, you could have just started trading everybody. Basically, I don't even Bushnevitz, know. Bushnevitz was probably in there too. I don't know if I would have considered Kyrie an untouchable. I no, mean, I'm saying he probably he was like on on the fence to me. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I'll tell you right now. I think that Armstrong gave that gave that press conference, and it was either right before it or right after it. I think there were some one on ones. With the GM and, and certain players, yeah, and I think the top nothing, of that list, nothing confirmed, but I think that's just yeah. you know there was talks. I would say the top of that list was Jordan Cairo, yeah, and I'm sure that it was very much a look, man. Like we clearly want you to be part of this team. We came to the table with a big boy contract. It's time for you to start playing big boy hockey. Um, you know, I I know that there were fairly confirmed reports i think kerber talked about it that there were players in the locker room having talks with kairu about stepping it up and uh, supposedly according to jeremy rutherford in his article there was apparently and this is just egos at this point like people were not happy that he after one year he got the big contract i mean i can't say i blame him and chris was you know chris it was always you've been like i've been like okay like i get why they did it and i'm okay if he continues like that but after one year, compared to how Robert Thomas we talked yeah. about is a more of, at this point in his career, complete, complete player. player. Yes. Kyrie uh, reminds me of a, like how David Perron was. He was very much like one year, a one-way guy, would try to deke around the whole defense yep. and then lose the puck, take an offensive penalty, whatever, yep. hot dog it. Yeah. Look, Kyrie could be the next guy. He could be the next Tarasenko and Demetra and, and players like that. He could very easily also be the next Jim Campbell. Yeah, had one, two years, maybe two years. Yeah, and it's I'm not wishing that on him, and that's to take nothing away from Jim Campbell because he had two really good years in St. Louis, but you saw what happened. And I just felt like for all all the money that this team has to spend on people who are here, they gave Jordan Cairo a lot of money real quick. Yeah. Real quick. And I know the thought process somewhat behind it is like you're getting locking them up now because supposedly if you know, escrow's paid off. Yeah. So it's so the players are gonna get more money, so the cap's gonna go up. So projected if they think in the next three years it could go from now close to six million dollars. Yeah. Which is huge compared to it wasn't growing at all for right. a couple of during the COVID times. So that's six million dollars, and if you waited to give him that contract, that maybe that eight million turns into like a nine or ten million dollars well, a year. And I get, I understand that part, but at the same time, it's a gamble. It, it is. I mean, you you basically now have Kairu and, and Thomas on, on matching contracts, and you have to hope that it breaks the way of Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane, and not the way. Of Zach Parise and, uh, Ryan, and Suter. Ryan Suter. Um, 
obviously those deals were much bigger, and, much more expensive. Yeah, much longer as well. Uh, but again, like I understand the concept of getting your big stars locked up long-term and keeping them together. I get it. It's obviously been done around the league. I just thought that in the case of Cairo, it was really fast. Yeah, so it's interesting to see what they do. So that happens, and we talked about the Blues start to turn around. Not a perfect game against the Sharks. No. So they go on the road, and this is where, I mean, we both said, like, oh, they're playing Vegas in Vegas. We'll see how it goes. And I was ready for a massacre. And because Vegas has done surprisingly well this year, considering a lot of people are picking them not to make the playoffs again. They lost their starting goaltender for the year. They lost their backup for the beginning of the year. They're on their third stringer. Yeah. And it's, you know, worked out for them so far. Um, you know, they get the, you know, the Eichel deal is looking okay for them right now. Sure. Um, they're playing very well. So, but the Blues pull out three to two win. Uh, and mind you, there's only one of these seven was a non regulation win, which is another impressive thing, I think. Uh, Blues then go to Colorado and. Looked real good. Looked good. And Jordan Bennington, the save uh, near the end of the game where the uh, the Macar when they pulled it. So the end of that game, we'll just, we're not gonna through, like I'm not going to go through every single thing that happens in every sure. single game, just the highlights pretty much. My big thing is what happened. The Blues get a penalty with about two minutes left. Yeah. They pull the goalie for six on four and just puck's getting ready to clear. Again, puck luck. And Bushnevitz just tries and literally just trying to clear it. It just hits a stick and goes over the glass straight over the glass. So too many men for literally almost a minute 30. Yeah. And they pull the goalie. So six, six on, on three, four. six on three. Oh, that's right. To the two men. So six on three with the Stanley cup champions. Yeah. With some of the best players, uh, Nathan McKinnon, uh, Kale McCarr, uh, Miko Rantanen out there. Yeah. Um, Devin Taves. A lot of great players are on the ice right now. And it's a shooting gallery. And the guy's, uh, under siege, under siege, and Pareko probably played his best game of the year. This game, and the and the Blues survived. The, the mind you, the save on McCarr was great. They got the face off, cleared out, and he had to come back in. Nathan McKinnon's hauling it back into the zone, and the one that we're going to point out is when Colton Pareko just stapled him, stapled like throws him into the glass to the point where he didn't get up till after the horn went off, and there was still about. Yeah. Ten seconds left in the game when that happened. That is the Colton Pareko that I think obviously the fans want to see, but I think that the team wants to see him turn into. He's got so much size, and there's times like this where he uses it, and you see how effective he can be. That's a big dude, and he put every ounce of his weight into that hit. I haven't seen the boards and glass shake like that in a long time. Yeah, you, he stapled into and as well as things where – and it's arguably the best player in the league. Yeah, oh, I mean, for sure. I mean, you can say McDavid or him. But uh, it's 1A, 1B. At this point, and you level him to the, take him out of the play. Mind you, 10 if seconds. they don't do that. Who knows? At this yeah. point, we, we, we saw what happened with six seconds left, yeah. you know, in the playoffs last year or many a times when – what was it like? About a minute and a half left when he went end to end at one time. So I mean, yep. things can happen when because Anthony Kennedy is that good. And yes, let's be honest, this defense is not is a very bend and try not to break. Yes. That's very much this defense. And if they especially at this point when we're talking, they they want to, but and I think these still. two games have got that belief back in the team of like 100%. we can do well because after this they go to Chicago and just look great. Yep. Five to two win. 
Um, so Thomas Grice is in net for the back-to-backs. They play the Capitals, and this is the very first um, reverse retro game. Yep. So I'll be honest, on the ice, I really like how the way they look. Uh, I do too. It was brought to my attention last night, and now I can't unsee it that they look like Team Sweden. Yes. Yeah, they I did say totally that. Totally look like that. Team Sweden. Yeah. It does. Um, I know Braden Chen is not a fan. He thinks it look a little bit like the Nashville jersey, so he's not a fan of wearing them. I don't think they look like Nashville. I mean, I they're know. yellow. They're yellow. That's about okay. the only thing. I get it. I, I get it because they're yellow. That's about the only yeah. thing I really see out of it, but whatever. I, I'll be honest, and, and I, I didn't mind the previous reverse retros, but I like these a lot better. I do like these more. I like it. Not, nothing against the red. I just I was like, oh, that's fine. I was like, you know. Not in love with it, but I'm like, okay, I can. Once I realized what it was and that it was the city of St. Louis flag, yeah, the Reds make more sense to me. It does, yeah. Um, but these, I, I just think they look better. Yeah, I agree there too. So they go against the Capitals and played really well, and then unfortunately, the last three minutes of the game just Oof. not great. Um, blow a lead on a power play. Yep, give up another goal shortly after and it's four to four very quickly and then another goal yep and luckily and mind you if you know what goal i'm talking about here so the goal was whistled back before a high stick not the massive cross check yeah of bennington to his chest to push him into the goal yeah i took him out of the play i was really surprised that that's what they reviewed i thought they were going to review goalie interference because the uh I can remember the player who it was at the time on the Capitals. I can't either. Um, and he, I mean, was at first I'm like, he got shoved into him and he was bracing himself. But he didn't. No, no. He lost his balance on his own because nobody was around him, unfortunately. Yep. And he just right into Jordan Bennington and, or excuse me, Thomas Grice. Thomas Grice. And almost blew it. Yeah. Um, that would have been an epic collapse. Yeah. And that would have, that's the one of those where, I was like, when this happened, I'm like, uh-oh, there's a all right, well, four games was nice, right? At least we got ha- at least we got Same. halfway out of it. I'm like, I was like, at least hold on for the point. And we go to the shootouts, and I really just not, you know, I, yeah, I didn't know what to think in the shootout because I never, I don't, I never seen Thomas Grice in a shootout or whatever. Same. So, um, Blues wind up. Bushnevitz comes in and gets the game uh, winning shot. Comes in kind of just like a half slap shot past yeah. uh, uh, the Caps goalie and oh, excuse me, former Blue. Uh, Chucky Cyburns was in. That's right. So Chucky that was kind of that's kind of. And mind you, the Blues jumped into a three nothing lead. And they did. Were looking great. Um, and so a lot of people, me, I was just like, well, maybe Adam Lindgren wasn't that great. I mean, he wound up making some saves later on. And he did. The Caps turned it around. But I think the Blues also laid off. And I think that's one of. The, it's a very good learning ex- experience again for the team. Like no matter who it is, even the Caps aren't that great this year. You just can't take your, you know, you got to play a full sixty. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm not saying run up the score, but you've got to play a full sixty. Yeah. So they play. So then they. So now with the scheduling with some teams that are on like the West Coast and they come through just for travel reasons. Yeah. Uh, they'll stay in the city for like two games in a row. Sometimes they're back to back. Sometimes there's a game, day in between. So this is what happens here. That's why we see the Ducks on a Saturday mm-hmm. and then on Monday. So the Saturday game was utter domination. Oh man, it was. Watching that game, it was very much the Ducks on their heels the whole game. I think maybe maybe halfway through the third, I think it's when the Blues were up five to, I think, one at the time. Yes. And they finally kind of said, okay, we're good. Yep. They let up another goal, and then the Blues quickly got another one, make it six to two, and that was the final. So another great game there, and I thought there was really 
There's not much that you can bitch you're missing, about. You're missing Tarasenko. It's not the only thing for an illness, and they still look good. The one thing I wanted to, to inquire, and I missed it on the postgame show, was I thought that Bujinovic had a five-point night. I thought he was two goals and three assists. They changed it afterwards. Okay. To back to two and two. So he, so I was going to get to that. So he had a five-point night, which would have been a career high. So he ties a career high with four points. Yeah. Um, looked really good. He winds up getting going into Monday night's game. He got the second star of the week. Yep. So that was a nice little accolade for him. So getting the game, the shootout winner against the Capitals and a goal there. So he's starting to slowly turn it on too. And yeah, he looks great. Yeah. He looks really good. So I, uh, he's I, very much a in bunches guy. Like he'll like look great for all. He'll still contribute. Yes. But then, but then he'll be scoring in like clips. Yes. I uh, I bought my new reverse retro hat Saturday night. Uh, and I bought it between the first and second period. And then when he scored his second, like a minute into the second period, I looked at the guys I was with. I'm like, I'm not throwing this hat. Mm-hmm. Like, I just paid 40 bucks for this. I'm not throwing this hat if nope. he gets a third. And boy, they were feeding him the rest yeah, of the game. Yeah, he had a couple of really good chances too. And it's yeah. like, and he had, they tried to get him an empty netter because they pulled, pulled him for a short period there. Yep. You know, but um, so they go into Monday night's game. Um, Anaheim, a much better effort. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last night's game was way different. And the Blues, I think, kind of came down to the – we talked about this in the past. We hate when they play down to a level. They never play at, like, the same level at some times. So they played after they, you know, just beat them, and then they played down to this level. So one-to-one through most of the game. And once again, Bennington looks great again. Yes. And this is now the NHL leading ninth goal puck off a defenseman goal. So, yeah, so it's uh, we had a nice little discussion on Twitter with <laughs> Greg Wyshynski yeah. about saying how you know the stat like the fancy stats are not you know I they're there, but some of these goals like you have to like watch the game and he's like oh the old eye test and I'm like listen man I get it well, you can't watch all 32 teams yeah so you have to look at the stats and what's the, my thing is during this eight game losing streak goaltending was down on the list. Of things that oh, were an issue for sure, I, and look, that's you, and that, but that's the only thing he tweeted about was the issue because he tweeted like Rutherford tweeted something about right. the Blues uh, thing, and he's like, "Oh, look at this," and did like all the fancy stats for Biddington and Grice, and I'm like, "Yeah, but, yeah, but have that's you not seen." What, yeah, and it was right after the Kings game when, which I believe, yeah, Halloween night, you were yep. at that game, um, and they. How many tapping goals from like behind oh, that he had? At least Th- what three? Three of them. Three of them at least. I mean, it, it became and laughable. Believe, and I believe one was off a defenseman too that game. So yep. four of the five goals were no chance. No chance. Or little to no chance. And then one you can say maybe was on him. He had one soft goal, but four of those goals were. What are you going to do? So maybe if in the puck luck thing is maybe you get one of those go in. So you're only two. We'll still lose that game, but yep. But oh, my, I agree. Well, my point was it just. To me, it's that you have a balance. The fancy stats help you a lot understand a lot of things that you might not be able to see on the ice. Mm-hmm. But there's also some things in the ice where you're like, well, you look at the piece of paper, seeing in the goals against or seeing your Corsi rating because of this, but then you just see how the puck like literally hit a got hit the defenseman in front and went in, and you're like, oh, but it counts as a goal, sure, from that angle. I mean, look, it's. Uh, goaltending, I think, more than any other position in pro sports is one where the stats can make you look way worse than what reality is. You know, in football, they always talk about the interceptions that get credited to quarterbacks when the ball goes, you know, directly through a receiver's hands or 
bounces off a receiver's chest or he catches it and then flips it in the air and the defender gets it. Like that's not the quarterback's fault, but it gets credited as an interception of the quarterback. Mm. You know, in, in hockey, like you just said, there's so many variables for a goaltender that can put the puck in the net that aren't his fault. And, but at the end of the day, counts as a goal against. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting kind of, uh, you know, argument and it's, it's worth one worth having i think honestly mm-hmm. but luckily the blues get a late power play here and really good puck movement and justin falk goes top shelf uh scores a goal and then uh late another goal by noel achari who's on a little bit of a heater right now Boy, he is he really is three goals in two games here so had the first one i had one against the ducks and had the first one 11 seconds in on monday yep. um so blues up to about to seven games now so uh, the, like we talked about Bennington, I think the stat that I like the most is that he is climbing the goals. The goals against is going down, yep, and the save percentage is going up. That's all you, that's all you can ask for. And so in these six games, his goals against is a solid two point oh, yep, and his save percentage is a point nine four. That's pretty damn, which good. is above what you know. Usually, if you're in the like Pang said the other night, he said a nine one five that will make goalie coaches happy. If you're in that range, you know that you're giving your team a good chance to win yeah. every night. So if he's and he's climbing slowly, and I think Grice looked okay the one night. I mean, he looked fine. He'll just be. We just got to get through this year. He'll be serviceable for this year. Agreed. I think he's then, a one year stopgap. And then Hoffer will be up, and then we'll go from there. So. Uh, Blues are coming up that we talked about. They're playing the uh, Sabres. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they got the nice they got Thanksgiving, and yep. then uh, they're still on the road. Yes, but they at least get to spend Thanksgiving down in Florida. Indeed. So they get to play uh, Thanksgiving showdown games, what they're calling it, uh, against the uh, Pat Maroon and the uh, Lightning. Yep. And then that Saturday, uh, we will probably not be able to watch much of that game because we'll be at dinner. We will. But I don't think either of the ladies that we'll be with will be very happy if we have our phones out watching. Yeah, we're going to have one out and just kind of just went around. But anyway, uh, against Florida, the Matthew Kachuk uh, and the Florida Panthers. Yep. Uh, interesting, both these teams are kind of like the Lightning are 11, 7, and 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florida's hovering around 500. Yep. So it seems like, mind you, Matthew Kachuk is leading the team in scoring and playing very well. But it seems like them and Calgary are both – it's kind of weird. Like the trade was made and – both teams are kind of finding their footing still, which sure. is interesting. Because I thought Calgary would look to me it was like I expected them to be where Vegas is right now. Like that's how good I expected them. Yeah, Cal. It's funny. You, Markstrom's you, not helping any of my fantasy teams because I went all in on him. Two huge players on your team, but what you get back in return makes you better. Yeah. It's it's incredible. I think that Calgary and Florida will both be fine. I think that that team needs a minute to figure themselves out. Yeah, Florida also lost Ekblad for a while, and I think he just yeah. got back. So, um, yeah, they were kind of struggling with the defense they had built down there. Uh, then they wrap up the rest of the month against uh, the Dallas Stars, who are number one in the Central. So that will be an interesting game a week from so the 28th. So that will be an interesting game. Um, and then following that week, let's see, it will be – we know it will be that Saturday. So on December – so they play the Hurricanes at home on the 1st of November and then – November, December. And then my first ever game out of the state yep. will be will be going to Pittsburgh to watch the Blues play the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I made the unfortunate mistake of not looking at the schedule close enough because I really wish I paid attention close enough because they play the Rangers that Monday. 
I yeah. really wish I paid attention enough so we could have taken a train up to NYC and seen seen them play. And they played the Islanders the night after that. That would have been if that, if I paid attention enough and <laughs> could use my vacation, then I would have hundred percent taken those days. And uh, that would have been fun. That would have been cool. But may another year I have to pay attention to that. True. So now we know I can know I can go to Pittsburgh now. So we go that'll to be fun. We got a not, we now have a hookup for Dallas. So yeah, we might be going some out of state games. Be nice. So. An interesting thing is with the schedule is they definitely the Sabres game is definitely to be Sabres game is very uh, winnable. Very there. I mean, the the Sabres are playing tonight, I believe. Yeah, so they'll be back to back. They play Montreal tonight. Yeah, so the twenty we're recording the twenty second. Team with a seven game winning streak going up against a team with an eight game losing streak. If they uh, lose tonight, I believe so. I'm going to the standings right now. This is double check that, but um, yeah, they've not been great. No. Um, but yeah, so, and it's mostly the goaltending there. So and I just want to bring this up just while we're, I'm looking at this, uh, little stat up for Chris, uh, so waivers hit today. Mm-hmm. So a couple of goaltenders, um, there is a possible first line player out there. Okay. Okay. So the Nashville predators have placed former blue Zach Sanford on waivers. I'm shocked. So he is, a. I saw that today. I thought it was funny. You can so. puke in the back of another car. <laughs> Correct. Uh, take it back. They are already on an eight-game losing streak. It'll be nine if they lose tonight. Yeah, they lose tonight. It'll be nine. Blues, hopefully, will do that. It'll be ten. So Wow. Man, the Sabres. I feel bad for them. I, so. the, the Sabres make all the right moves, and it just always just falls flat. Another team which I thought made a lot of good moves and been kind of in the news, too, we'll talk about this, is our extra little talk for around the NHL. Ottawa Senators made like yeah. you know Claude Giroux, and they are trying to you know the defense and goaltending need a little help up there. They spent some money, yeah. So, but the big news that's coming out of there is that they went for on for sale. So uh, they're you know Eugene Melnick, the notor- notoriously cheap and uh, let's say eccentric owner, yep. uh, you know passed away last year. So his daughters took over the team and you know obviously spent a little bit of money and brought some guys in to kind of Claude Giroux was the main one. Yep. Um, but the team is up for sale. So rumor is. Uh, came out said well, the more came out today. Um, Ryan Reynolds apparently is interested in being part of the ownership team. That'd be awesome. Andy, I, I don't know if you've watched it. I know a couple of people I, uh, that we know have watched the Welcome to Wrexham mm. like docu series they do when they have Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney. Yes. yes, bought a soccer team, the Wrexham whatever team, and uh, talk about them taking over the team as owners and so on and so forth. And he wants to do a documentary style of like that if they're going to try and buy the Ottawa Senators. Could and you? I would love to watch that. So Ryan Reynolds, obviously very proud uh, citizen of Vancouver. It's, all you have to do is look at his Twitter handle. Lived in Vancouver. Uh, grew up in Ottawa, moved to Vancouver. I didn't know that because he just talked about it on um, Fallon or one of those one overnight. So he talked about it there because he brought it up. Could you own an NHL franchise that is a rival of a team that you grew up loving? So let's just put it. So let's say the Blackhawks. Let's say if I sure, or even not necessarily the Blackhawks because they're not in the same division because one's an Eastern and one's a Western, but they're Canadian teams. It would be like, could you buy? The Detroit Red Wings, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Let's say Detroit Red Wings, because since they're my younger memories of you know, sure. obviously here comes Shovel Day and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and 
I, now there's enough Knowing separation. that if you own them, you want them to win because it's in your financial best interest. Yeah. I think the only reason why is they're, like you said, two separate divi- not divisions, but like conferences. Yeah. That helps now. That 100% helps. If we're doing the Red Wings. So that way I'd be like, okay, I have my West team and I have my East team. But right. they face in the finals, I would just be like, I don't. I just don't know. I couldn't. I, it would be like you know trying to you know pick your I guess your favorite kid per se, right? Because you're trying to figure out like I like money because you know if I make money this they win I'm gonna make a crap ton of money, right? And I get a Stanley Cup ring. I get my name on the cup. Yeah. So part of me is like, how awesome is that? Yeah. And your home, but your hometown team. Let's see. Luckily, the Blues have won it once. Thank God. It's, if the Blues have not ever won it and that came up, man, that's like a it's almost lose lose situation there. It's mm-hmm. like you don't want to. I don't know I would, if I could it, do it. it. I, I mean, we're talking first world problems. That like, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you're mil- like the millions of yeah, billions of dollars. Problems. Yeah. But. If I had to choose, and this is the only reason why, after I just said it out loud, I would want the team that I bought to win. I think so too. And mind you, the money thing is one thing, but the thing I just said that came to me, having my name on the Stanley Cup. Yeah. That's the thing. That's like the yeah. epitome to me. Like. I never will ever, ever, ever would have been good enough to play in that league. Right. Mind you, not even like three or five leagues down from that, the NHL. Right. So to have my name on the cup as an owner, to me, it's there. Sure. Uh, look, man, I get it. I, you know, I, I think the only thing that I can compare it to in a layman's terms is, you know, that you have a lot of people in this country who grow up in one city for whatever reason, life takes them to another city. They plant roots, have mm-hmm. a family, and all of a sudden their kids are growing up and they're fans of another team. You know, I, it's it would be like, man, if I had gotten married to Satan and we'd been in Chicago <laughs> or New York and yeah. had kids, and they're, uh, suddenly I have a kid who's a black or a Rangers fan or something. Or a Rangers fan. Rangers fan would be a little bit easier to yeah. stomach. But like if I had a kid who was a, a Blackhawk fan, yeah, and like you know you want to go and share memories with your kid, but like oh my god, it would kill me inside. Yeah, oh I get it. Like I said, I think I think that would be like my like gut like my gut reaction. Like after probably sleeping on it and stuff, it'd be a lot harder, yeah. difficult. But if I had to like make an official guess, like official like what you would like, I would do it because I would get my name on the Stanley Cup if they won. Because yeah. that be to me that's what every player once obviously so having that as an owner that's the only way i'm getting it on here yeah no i get it i mean yeah if i had had if i lived in chicago and had a kid and that kid was a blackhawk fan he'd be like yeah let's go to games and inevitably would have been at a blues and blackhawks game and i might have gotten a divorce the next day because at some point the blues are going to score and i would have been like oh in your face son (laughs) how do you like that you know, make my son cry in the middle of United Center because I'm I'm making fun of him because the team that I grew up loving just yeah. scored on the team that he loves, and he's going to go home and tell his mom, and then I'm going to have to sleep on the couch for a month. <laughs> tell your mom I'm cussing? Tell my mom I'm cussing in the house? That's right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, inevitably, you know, that that's going to happen, and I, I'm just glad I didn't marry that girl. Yeah. It all worked <laughs> out, I guess. Hilarious. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, interesting conundrum there. So, yeah, it would be interesting. I, having an owner like Ryan Reynolds would put so much, many so, so many different eyes on the NHL brand. Sure. Especially, like, and this is time to make a shot at the Ottawa Senators, like, 
They haven't had much to cheer about for a really long time. I think the key is if you're Ryan Reynolds, you have to understand that you're a fan, but you probably don't understand the A, Bs, and Cs of what it takes to run a successful sports team. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm saying not sports team because you, he owns a soccer team or whatever. Yeah, and I don't know how they are, honestly. I couldn't But I think that the key with that is to surround your team and insulate your staff with people who know what they're doing and trust them to do the jobs you're hiring them to do. Mm-hmm. Not become a Jerry Jones where you're on the field all the time or an Al Davis in football where you're you know trying to interject yourself into stuff. Like, be the owner. Be involved. Have a say. It, it's your money. You're yeah. stroking the paychecks. But understand that you're hiring people to run this team because that's what they do. Yeah, and I think that's kind of um, what Tom Stillman has done. I hundred percent agree. Like he is a definitely a huge fan, definitely. But he, you know, how many times at the beginning of the year when you walked into the concourse and there he is shaking people's hand, taking pictures, is you know for the opening game yep. of the year. Yep. He does that almost every, almost every. I think every year he's done that. Like for yep. the first game, I mean, I during the nineteen playoff run, he was there every game. Yeah, and he's, you know, and he trusts uh, him for better or for worse. At this point, you want to say what you will about Doug Armstrong. When, a, when the whole country that literally loves hockey, oh, they trust, trust that guy him. to build it, I get it. He's building a guy – he's get, building a team full of, like, all-stars pretty much, you know, at this point. And I but get still, that. But still, you have to make tough choices because you can't put all all-stars. you got to figure out chemistry and other stuff, and he understands that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why when the Blues, when things got going bad, and obviously we saw the 18-19 season. Yeah. And – so far this year, it's turned out not bad. Yeah. So I think we'll see how things go. Um, you know, they got a little bit of streak here. They're moving up. They're technically in the second wild card spot. Mm-hmm. So um, finally caught up on games with everybody. Yep. So we're about even with a lot of games with most people. So hopefully they continue to uh, do well and move forward going to the month of December. My goal is if you can be sitting in the number three spot in the division by the end of the year – and maybe close to the number two spot in division, that's a win comparing how I bad agree. you looked going into it. And this team goes as Jordan Biddington goes at this 100%. point. 100%. Uh, nothing 100%. Else. So uh, let's keep it going. So we'll wrap it up there. If you can get a hold of us on Twitter, it's at Blues Hockey NHL. I'm at Hossapalooza. Uh, if you want to find us on Facebook or Instagram, it's at Blues Hockey Podcast. Also find all that info on our website. It's blueshockeypodcast.net or .com. Either or one works. Um, while you're there, you can check out all links to, like I said, every single podcast we've ever done on top of that the merch tab. Um, and then also the link to our sponsors tab. So first off, um, we'll just do lucky Lola's first. So getting that time of year where you're going to be cooking. So this week is Thanksgiving. So you got Thanksgiving. So not a traditional, um, day for using this stuff, but if you, some people are not, uh, you know, could be vegetarians. Yep. So then you can get somebody who needs salmon. Correct. So the best thing to get is salmon rub. So you get some salmon rub. Be thankful for rubbing your salmon this Thanksgiving. Exactly. So you get some of that and get some the jalapeno sweet heat, which I got some of that, and I'm going to work on um, like smoked cream cheese and put that on top of it. Yep, I'm sounds, in for that. That sounds hella good. So I'm going to be working on that this year. So I'm going to try Lucky Lola's this holiday season, so you should as well. Find that at Schnooks, uh, Kenrick's, um, you know, uh, Fresh Time is the last place. Correct. All those places have it. Uh, secondly is Alter State Comics. Uh, you can check them out over on 671 Big Ben Road in Manchester, Missouri. Also, their website, uh, alterstatecomics.com. 
you can find you can order get a pull list together uh get some comics this holiday season they'll have small business saturday coming up the saturday after thanksgiving mm-hmm. uh go check them out they have a big a lot of big sales going on uh check our socials out for all information on that and in case you're confused pull lists and salmon rub are not related not related correct Last but not least, um, our friends over at Rockstar Taco. I'll be seeing Will and Rebecca tomorrow night. I got to go pick up the uh, are the their special their pumpkin pie tacos, which Man. Chris had the other day. Fantastic and, and fantastic. So, um, did you see what their special was tonight? I did not see what tonight's was. They were doing was it the a, soup. We had a soup. Well, that wasn't soup. That was a broth that they were uh, roasting beef in for 14 hours. Damn. So, yeah, I know uh, on Black Friday, they'll be out closer to me yep. in the outlet mall doing some breakfast tacos. So if you're out shopping this uh, holiday season in the outlets. We uh, came up with a name for those breakfast tacos uh, during Sunday Funday watching the Bills game. And what would that be? They're going to be called She's Got Eggs. Oh. Instead of ZZ Top, She's Got Legs. Perfect. That Keeping in the rock and roll theme. Yep, always, always good. I mean, we'll take you'll take free food as the payment for the naming rights. So for sure, for sure. So go check out Rockstar Taco down off of uh, Shaw, and uh, open Tuesday through Saturday. They'll yep. be closed obviously um, Thursday for for Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving but yep. back open Friday and Saturday. And then through this holiday season, just check them out for. All your uh, basically any man, needs. I'm telling you, it's one of those things. If you just need to go get like food one night, you can do a takeout order. Look, and they got amazing stuff every night. They're, check out their, uh, you know, I think they had you check out their Facebook page and has a link to the menu, and then you just yep. see all the stuff they have. Follow them on Instagram, see their daily specials. And look, this is the season where we're all going to be spending time out and shopping, and you're not going to want to go home after a day of shopping, the big sales, and and want to cook. So if you're in the area, and even if you're not, I'm telling you, it's worth the drive. Like, you're going to go, you're going to have a lot of good food, you're not going to spend a lot of money. And you're going to walk out and go, why did I wait so long to go here? Yeah. And always good food. I mean, like, like and it's not us just because, A, well, it's a good friend of ours. B, we go there. I've never gone there and been like, no, that wasn't that great tonight. Yeah. Every agreed. night. Every time I take someone new, the response is, I got to come back and I got to bring my wife, husband, girlfriend best friend yeah we had that last time uh with people there so yeah so go check them out today so uh we're gonna try to make do this a couple more obviously we'll be next week will be tough with us getting ready to go and you have the morning show we'll figure something out we might do a quick one on the go uh via the internets yeah and we'll figure that out so it'll be fun so looking forward to that looking forward to thanksgiving so happy holidays everybody have a good Thanksgiving. Be safe shopping. For, it's like Black Friday shopping still like going out. It's still a thing. Oh, it's a thing. It's still a thing. It's a real thing. I, because it, Cyber it, Monday has, is has the it, online has one. Has it gone down like quite a bit? Like I've ever, I mean, I think this I've is going to be the return of it because the yeah. last few years it's been it's all COVID. COVID. Yeah. But I think that you're going to see it come back with a force this week. Mm, yeah, be interesting. So get that shopping. Let's uh, hopefully some more blues wins. So thanks for listening. And uh Talk to you guys soon. Oh, lastly, honestly, listen to the Casey Morning Show from 6 to 10. 6 to 10 in the morning. I'll be on 7 to 10 Monday through Friday next week. And uh, just remember when you're out there and you're shopping uh, that there's a lot of people that's fortunate. If you can buy a toy to drop off for Toys or Tots, that's awesome. But even if you can't, there's one thing to remember in the holiday season, and that is your food for the show.